previously on the Infinite Escape Room. And you hear a clattering from your kitchen as the coffee knocker begins to blink in and out of existence. To the chest. Can you grow up in the dead again, Mike? Please don't sue us. No, it's just angry water. Flaming, splashy, splashy burn death zone. No dismembering the corpses, Michael. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and this week I am drinking a Reg McGregor from the Orkney Brewery Company. I picked up a bottle of this when I was holidaying in Scotland a few weeks ago. Hmm. Ooh, very nice. And joining me this week, we have... I'm Jamie, and this week I'm feeling a little bit fruity. I'm drinking a raspberry, strawberry and elderflower cider from uh, the very prestigious Aldea. And it's actually quite nice. Despite that <laughs> cacophony of flavours, it's uh, it's quite palatable. Is this one of those drinks so sugary that, I mean, A, my teeth itched when you described it, but B, that you could like, if you poured it in the bath, you could run across the top of it. I, I, like it would I, form a crust. I can feel the diabetes kicking in already, to be fair. But it is, but it is nice. It is tasty. It, it, it's a very summery drink. I should put that um, in a tin. You, we're guaranteed to give you diabetes. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm drinking... Actually, I've criticised Jamie. I say criticised. I wasn't criticising you, Jamie. I love you so much. Um, but I was taking the piss out of Jamie for drinking uh, a bag of liquefied sugar, uh, and I'm drinking Calvados, which is basically the same. It's uh, apple brandy. Uh, it's a bit of Calvados Ooh. over ice. It's really lovely. I can't tell you the brand because the bottle's downstairs um, and it didn't really register after the word Calvados, which I love. Uh, so I'm going to say this is from Calvados Farm um, in the Calvados district uh, by the Calvados Distillery Company. They were pretty cool cats. Um, ironically, they make crisps most of the time. This was an offshoot. <laughs> Vegetable crisps? Uh, no, meat and not like, you know, meat flavour, just not like no potatoes at all. Yeah, they just put like, they put, basically, um, they sharpen cattle grids and then put very heavy sacks of flour on top of cows and push them over. And then that's how you get meat flavoured crisps, meat crisps. And isn't that jerky? And there's like a fire underneath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm game. That sounds amazing. Is that like gamey? Is that <laughs> like a pheasant? <laughs> it, it, depend, it depends what goes through the cattle grid by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cavanaugh's Farm. Here, have this sack of flour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we begin, I'd like to thank our Patreons for their continued support, and I'd like to give a special shout-out to three of our supporters. Christopher Chung, Will Ryder, and Karen Kate. Thanks very much to all of you for helping keep the show on the metaphoric road. We love you. Right then, just what is the Infinite Escape Room? Tell us, Ben. Well, I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with. But this one reaches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And, because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, while the others try and solve it. If you don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall you. And if you break anything, you'll lose your deposit, which this week is breakfast time. Oh, oh. no. I love breakfast time. Which one? First breakfast? Second breakfast? All of the breakfasts. Oh, no. um, so yeah, don't break anything. But when else will I eat my crumpets, Ben? When else will I eat my crumpets? <laughs> I guess you could have them for lunch. Elevensies? 
That'll do. Elevensies yeah. isn't breakfast, yeah. Yeah, okay. We've still got elevensies, so... Yes. And brunch. That's not included. Yeah, I feel a little bit calmer, but still. Missing actually, two meals. I've actually cut out breakfast recently during the week, because I figure that, um, given that I basically sit on my arse all day, I don't need three meals. <laughs> um, and it's working well. I bring, like, a big jug of water up with me with lemons in. Um, and then I just have breakfast at lunchtime, which also means I don't have to think what I want to have for lunch. <laughs> I just have breakfast. <laughs> That is smart. Mike's not looking so sure. He looks disgusted. I, I, yeah, I'm... What? <laughs> so you're having like cereal or a bit of toast for, for lunch? Oh yeah, toast. Toast for lunch. Peanut butter on toast. Ben, I'm so... This is, I think this is actually the saddest I've been since you came on having eaten a bowl of pasta with some salad cream in it. <laughs> that sounds horrific. Unironically. Um, that was... Oh, I'm really sorry, Ben. <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, I, I I don't miss having a meal at the beginning of the day. The the only thing I do miss a little bit is that I can't drink tea before I've eaten something because it messes with, with my stomach. Mm. So I'm not drinking tea till it's, until the afternoon. Listeners, please send your sympathies to Ben's breakfast and uh, please reach out and tell him that he is loved and that he should have breakfast. I'm gonna set up like a charity or something for this. <laughs> just just get get Ben just, fed <laughs> for just three pounds a month. You can buy Ben. A bowl of Cheerios at eight in the morning, which the postman will pour through his letterbox and his dog will probably eat. <laughs> probably. Don't ask where the milk comes from. But then Ben will be quite tired from wrangling his dog and he'll probably have an early earlier breakfast. <laughs> it's when, like when... a normal man. <laughs> I love breakfast. Sorry, that's what, I think that's why it upsets me. I, lo- I love food so, so much. And breakfast and lunch is brilliant. Are we ready? I am indeed ready. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, our trusty crew fled in a Viking funeral barge, and just as it was pelted by flaming arrows, it bumped ashore, allowing our travellers to alight. Legs still a bit wobbly, they staggered further inland until they saw a faint, pulsating blue light in the distance. Heading towards the light, they saw a tall blue police box with its doors open. Rounding the corner, they saw themselves, but several decades older. Ah, shit, says Older Mike. It's the Viking ship episode, isn't it? We've gone too far back. They offered you a jelly baby. Right, you might want to buckle up because things are a little bit complicated. Present-day Mike and Laura are ushered into the spacious blue police box, a large resonating pillar in the centre of a surprisingly circular room. Older Mike starts to wax lyrical about how awful the design of USB was because you never got it right the first time or somehow the second time either. While this is going on, you notice older Laura rolling her eyes before walking out of the room into what looks like a long passageway. You've got no idea where she's going, or how on earth this room fits into a police box, never mind a corridor and probably more rooms. Your attention switches back to older Mike as he says, and so you can understand why the whole thing is complicated, but hopefully you're better equipped now. You pause for a moment to ponder whether it would be rude to ask him to repeat himself, before once again realising you've not been paying attention. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. <laughs> Standard Mike Waffle. USB, USB. <laughs> so anyway, young Michael, you'll understand how I'm keeping your Laura for a while, younger model and all. <laughs> Older Mike pulls a lever and a window opens in the ceiling. After pressing a few buttons, a beam of energy bursts through the open window and appears to be drawing something in from outside. Articles and energy coalesce into the form of the previous narrator. It's Jamie! <laughs> 
This will be your companion now, yells Older Mike, before simultaneously grabbing Laura's wrist and pulling two more levers. The room tips to the side and some doors open. You slide along the floor and clutch at the doorframe. Items from the room slide around and some hurtle towards you, hitting you all over. One or two even find their way into your pockets. A rush of air suddenly snaps to a vacuum. You're standing in what looks like a waiting room, with a police box in it. As the doors to the police box snap shut, you see older Mike wrap his arm around Laura's shoulder and say, Did you know I'm riggedy diggedy Mike Collins? <laughs> the police box pulsates and vanishes. Two men enter the room. One is dressed in a black suit, and the other is wearing military uniform with the chest adorned with various medals. You must be our language experts. The life form is through here. The men take you into a small room. We don't have much time. We only have 30 minutes before the higher authority takes this case. And believe me, none of us want that to happen. You need to figure out how to open this. The suited man points at a box on the table. We've had a go, but it appears that we only have one go left. Our experts have translated the symbols into what appears to be numbers. The man points at a sheet of paper. This is the life form. We do not know how to communicate with it. We have no idea if it will be cooperative. But that is why we have brought you in. A jelly-like blob looks to be contained in some kind of cage. Few distinguishing features are clear, but you see what looks like an eye, and probably an ear, along with something resembling a mouth. Good luck, both of the men say, before closing the door and locking it. Your time begins now. What would you like to do? Let's have a little rifle through these pockets of ours. Well, remember, Jamie. Who's who's rifling first? Um, uh, I... well, Jamie, I'll, I'll rifle through Jamie's pockets and Jamie can rifle through mine. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Hands deep in, uh, in Mike's pocket, Jamie uh, wraps his hand around it. <laughs> Long curved object. <laughs> Wrong pocket, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry. Pulling it out, he finds a banana. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Mike rummages through Jamie's pocket, he finds a small, hard, cool object. Pulling that out. It appears to be some sort of uh, almost like uh, earpiece, like a, like a, one of those Bluetooth earpiece things. Looking on the side of it, it says human to other translator. Perhaps a sort of Babelfish style translator magic. Yes. I wonder if we can use the banana as our, like, first thing. Get the creature to say what this is in its language, and then oh, we can yeah. decipher it from there and, like, extrapolate it. Yes, yes. And a banana is famously quite a meme unit of standard measurement these days as well. <laughs> it banana <is>. for scale. <laughs> um, and with imperial measurements coming back in, banana, weirdly, might actually be the most consistent measure of scale. <laughs> Ten bananas um, to the furlong. Yep. Six bananas is 472 apricots or something. Um, <laughs> can we... Um, yeah, okay. Um, can I can I stick the translator magic in my ear, please? Approach the blob and point at the banana and say, banana. Sure, yes. Both of you hear exactly this. The, uh, the alien looks entirely confused. Um, and the translator doesn't appear to work for you, Mike. Um, I'll... I'll give it a go and see if, for some reason, I can hear something better. Oh, okay, right. Banana. Listeners, um, uh, Jamie, Jamie's nodding because he's recognising the Welsh in this. I w yeah, it's 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 some sort of deep Welsh dialect from the old country. <laughs> <laughs> deep so, Welsh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the forgotten, the deep Welsh. That's where all the consonants have gone. And the vowels. <laughs> Every single one of them. 
<laughs> so, uh, Jamie, no, it didn't seem to work for you either. And um, and the alien is being quite confused still. Hmm. Are there any settings on that little Bluetooth thing to switch nope. it back and forth? Okay. No. There's a little earpiece, a little what looks like a microphone, and the words human to other translator. Oh, human uh, to other. So we can communicate with him. He can't communicate with us. presumptuous of you. Well, assuming it's a human to other. So there's a him. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) I mean, fair play. You're not wrong. wrong. Um, It feels a little bit bad. They are. Them. Yeah. Correct term. Yeah, they. Um, Okay. Could we give the the, the earpiece to the blob, which has an ear? Mm. You can, yes. Can we, can we put it in the blobs here? It feels yes, a little bit yes. intrusive to be doing so, but... Yes, you can reach through the cage and, and place the earpiece in the ear. Could have stuck it in the eye as well. Maybe we could stick the banana in the eye later. Because <laughs> um, that's apparently what you do. You just <laughs> weird, weird <laughs> research on people. So, hard off, hard off the, uh, after the mangling and the dismemberment of the corpse, you're going to molest an alien presence. Now, Jamie... Was that the right thing to do? That was exactly you'll find it the right was. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been wrong Michael, yet. You can't, you can't mangle a corpse. You might solve the puzzle too early. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, with that point at me, um, can I point again at the banana mm-hmm. and say, we call this a banana. What do you call this object? Uh, the the, um, the alien does that quite confidently. Uh, he's he's obviously told you what he calls it and or what they call it and um, and a bunch of other stuff which seems utterly incoherent to you. Maybe we try again and say, don't say any other words, just the name of this object. None of your none of your fancy <laughs> business. <laughs> it, it, again, feels quite confident, but not uh, not that cooperative. I think it's sassing us. It's going the right way for a royal kick-in. What was going to happen to us again if um, this thing... Uh, a higher authority is going to come in and take the case over. Hmm. I think if he doesn't start shipping up, we'll leave him to that higher authority. <laughs> Put the old squeeze on him. Yeah. Um, can, we take, which... can we take a look at the box? <laughs> you can do, yes. Uh, the box is a shiny black material. Cool to the touch. Uh, there is a keypad on top with 10 keys, each with a symbol on it that you don't recognise. A display with a blinking cursor suggests there are five digits to enter. Can we take a look at the symbols? Uh, you can do. There's a bit of paper on the table, as previously said. Do you want to have a little look? Yes, I would like to have a look at these paper on the table. Wonderful. It is in the chat and will be in the show notes. So we've got um, a series of numbers, uh, one to nine plus zero going down. And then uh, next to each of those digits is a symbol. So next to the number one, um, it almost looks like a paper aeroplane with the sort of the trail showing where it's flown. Uh, next to the, the number two, it looks like an aeroplane about to go down to the sea. There's a theme, um, very aeronautical theme. Um, num- the number three almost looks like um, like a Japanese symbol of something uh, with like a, a single stroke and then a, a very fancy looking triangle. Um, number four almost looks like um, how you'd imagine someone drawing air or wind. Uh, number five um, I, looks like potentially like a fish going swimming downwards in a very fancy way. Um, number six, I'm going to say that's a whale breaching the surface, trying to kiss a star. Uh, <laughs> number seven is a bunch of stick figures doing the can-can. 
Uh, number eight looks like uh, a ninja Death Star flying through the air. And again, you've got those sort of air trails showing where it's moving, which is quite nice. Uh, number nine looks like a group of stick figures falling down an escalator. And uh, the number zero looks like uh, a smashed cracked screen is that accurate that was a really interesting rorschach test you just administered there ben because jamie was describing these and i wondered if i'd got the wrong pdf (laughs) listeners will make up their own minds damn it i mean to be fair i think it's just like jamie's imagination knows no bounds whereas i look at it and i go yep line the cross couple of lines more lines curly line that looks like a nine (laughs) two cross lines Three lines, the big cross, one line with five crosses through it, an eye with a hole in it, um, and then yeah, just it, and then and then I think we agree on yeah, number zero looks like a, fa- a smash screen. So go one out of ten is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think it shows my lack of imagination and your overabundance of it. Uh, did you want to have a, a a more general look around the room as well? Can we look under the table, please, Ben? Just in case you've done something dastardly. <laughs> you can do. Yes, there's under the table stuff like. Dust, bit of chewing gum, maybe. What's on the chewing gum? Dust. It's <laughs> <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah. Anything else around the room that looks interesting? The room is very sparse. So uh, you've come into the room from a door in the corner of the room. Uh, sort of opposite the door is the alien, the life form, uh, in a sort of a round cage. In front of that is the table with the box and the bit of paper on. And in front of the table, there are two chairs, uh, presumably so you could each sit down. Behind the chairs and sort of next to the door, there is a chalkboard uh, with a plentiful supply of chalk and erasers. There is also a plant in the opposite corner to the door. Is there anything written on the chalkboard? No, it's not clean. It's been used, but everything's been sort of rubbed off and there's nothing discernible on there. Can I give the plant uh, a thorough inspection just in case there's something hidden? It's uh, very luscious looking, very well looked after. Looking at the pot, it seems to have come from set dressing ink. <laughs> set dressing ink. Very good. What a clue. Okay. So, um, Wait, for the, okay. My mental image for this blob is very similar to the blob that we fought in the Quest special. <laughs> <laughs> Can I set fire to it in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> yeah, that'll learn it. You don't have enough AP. <laughs> Bugger. Hmm. So we're able to make it understand us, but we can't necessarily understand it. We have a translation system. Oh, we could ask it if it knows the code for the box with, I guess, um, hey, Mr. Blob, Mr. Alien Blob. Do you know the code for the box? Give us one blart for yes, two blarts for no. I guess that was one blart. One blart. So I guess he knows the code for the, for the box. Maybe, um, we need, maybe we need a default question to know what's yes and what's no. Oh, okay. Go. Uh, Mr. Alien Blob Person, does Mike have hair upon the top of his head? Okay, so that's no. Okay, so Bazaar Woof is no. Bazaar Woof Woof. How am I going to write that? Bazaar Woof Woof. That's like a gargle, okay. gargle woe woe. Gargle woe woe. Okay. And Bizarre woof woof gargle woe woe. And, and does Jamie have hair on top of his head? You've just ordered a cab, haven't you, in North Wales? Okay, so yes, we, we seem to have distinct yes and no responses there. So let's try again. Do you know the code to this box, alien person? They do. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, can I show, because he has an eye as well, can I show the, he, they have an eye as well, 
I mean, actually, are, are there any discernible giblets? I mean, it would be very... Uh, no, as as previously said, the only discernible features is uh, a single eye, a single ear, and, and what looks like a mouth. Does the eye have long eyelashes? Because that's how they do it in video games to tell you if it's a lady <laughs> character. I've seen Miss Pac-Man, I know how it works. <laughs> it has long eyelashes on the lower lid and not the upper. Ah, I see, it's from that planet. Ah. Or it's upside down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we turn the cage over, just in case? Yeah. Are, are you the right way up? Okay, it's fine. Yes. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Because it's just, are you dreadfully uncomfortable? Oh, gets the right way up. It's like, oh, I can speak English now. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Got a slime in throat. <laughs> right, back to Alpha Centauri. Right? Okay, well, so a way we could do this is we could show um, our alien the, um, the note with the symbols and essentially point down them and go... Is the first character of the password in the top half of this note? The alien is working um, things oh. out. <laughs> yes. Is it the first symbol that appears? Is it the second symbol that appears? Is it the third symbol that appears? Is it the fourth symbol that appears? Is it the fifth symbol that appears? Oh, okay. Lovely. So it's the fifth, the fifth symbol, which I think Jamie described as. Um, what would you describe it? Was it? Uh, that's a fi- that's a fish swimming down into the sea with like a beak. So it wasn't like a crashing aeroplane or anything. I feel there were a lot of crashing crashing aeroplanes. No, number the, uh... number two is a crashing aeroplane. There's a, there's a lot of aeronautical <laughs> and like water themes. I don't know what what's inside Ben's head right now, but there's a clear pattern that I'm seeing, and I'm slightly concerned. I would just say, choosing your strategy wisely, uh, there are, uh, or there were before you you found the first character, 60,000 combinations. So you might just like to think about your your method. Oh, it seems to be working. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Ben clearly has a better way for this to be solved in his head. Okay, Jamie, are we we missing a smarter way of solving this? Potentially. I mean, we've not used the banana yet, and maybe we feed the banana to the thing as a bribe, but it seems to be cooperating fine with us. Sorry, they. Would you like a banana, Blob? Okay, that's not an ass ass oh, 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 so no no banana. Yeah, but no, I I think you're probably fine. So. Oh, there's, okay, there's, there's probably a smarter way for this to be solved, which we are just missing. Yes. We've we've dumbed our way. <laughs> so we got okay, the- well, let's indulge ourselves for a moment. Pretend we were clever. Yeah. So we got the the chalkboard, so we could draw stuff and we could see and respond to what we're drawing. We also have the banana. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we could just... Okay, so the reverse way of doing this would be we'd code... So what is the first symbol in your language? And then we could get him to code a sound to each of those symbols and then just get him to describe the password to us. I, I don't have that many sounds. <laughs> do it, you could do it live, Ben. <laughs> I don't, wow, now we know how you did those originally. Fantastic. <laughs> What's our, what's so ben, our... wanted a, ben wanted a smarter solution, but not that smart. <laughs> what's our current time, Ben? You have got 12 and a half minutes left. Okay. Suddenly that dumb way is looking, looking pretty fucking good, it's, isn't it's it, looking, Jamie? It's, look, it's looking pretty tempting. <laughs> looking fine. Looking fine. <laughs> Jamie, do, do you want to take the next symbol? I shall do. Um, so, uh, alien blobby person, I do, if I may call you that, um, is the second character in this password, is it in the top half of this character list? That's the ass-ass... Yeah. Yep. That's good. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, is it the first character in this list? Oh, it's a one. Lovely. Hey. Thank you very much, Alien Blob. Okay. 
And I'll go to the next one. So for the third character, Alien Blob, is it in the top half of the of this character list? Bottom half. Thank you very much. Um, is it at a point at the at the breached whale kissing the star symbol? Is it this one, the number six? <laughs> no, that's the that's the ass one, wasn't it? Perfect. Thank you. So that's a six. Uh, Mike, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, sure. Just uh, drawing the symbol out. Um, okay, so uh, for the fourth character of the password, is it in the top half of our list? No. Okay. Um, is it the the sixth character, the breaching whale? Uh, is it the seventh, the stitched scar? It is. Brilliant. Okay, seventh symbol. And last but not least, uh, the fifth and final symbol of the password. Uh, is it in the top half of the um, the note? Yes. Um, is it the first symbol? Is it the second symbol? Is it the third symbol? Is it the fourth symbol? Hey, it's the fourth symbol. Thank you very much, Blob. Um, can we can we call you? Do you have, do you have a name, Blob? <laughs> Could, could you tell us your name? Okay, thank you ah. very much. Yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, that was actually already <laughs> Okay, great. So, Ben, can we go over to the black box, please? You can indeed. And, Jamie, I just want to check, so I've got <clears throat> 51674 for this. That's right, yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, can we go over to the black box and input the symbols as follows? Uh, so the symbol f- uh, five in our note, which it looks like um, a skateboarder pulling a sick ollie. Uh, then the number one, which is uh, actually does look a lot like a plane doing a stump maneuver. Now you now you say it, Jamie. <laughs> um, uh, the next one could be uh, symbol six, so the beached whale um, with the seagull. Wow, Jamie, you really painted a picture of these. Actually, I can't unsee. <laughs> Um, and then uh, number f- uh, the fourth symbol would be uh, number seven, which I think looks like a stitched scar or like um, uh, that's good or like some a person with heavy eyelashes who's got their eye closed but they've got a big scar running across it like oh they're a bit dangerous <laughs> femme fatale. Um, and then for the fifth and final symbol of the password, um, the um, symbol number four, which looks a bit like a fancy nine with a closed parenthesis. Nice. So you uh, punch them into the keypad and. The box opens. Hey. The alien appears jubilant. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> it vibrates dangerously before breaking free of its enclosure. A familiar rush of air picks up. The alien is picked up by the wind and swirls around the room before plunging into the box. The wind picks up strength and picks the both of you up off the ground, swirling around, bumping into each other and off the walls before hurdling one after the other towards the unbelievably small box. With not so much as a pop, you both make it through, but everything is dark. Uh, Congratulations, you have solved my puzzle with uh, eight minutes to spare. Woohoo! Nice one. That was a good puzzle. That was a a nice core puzzle, that one. I like that. Translatey puzzle. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was good fun. So, how far from what you had in mind did we go? Yeah, go on. <laughs> so, uh, actually, it was, solving it. it was it was very very similar. But I would have thought you would use the uh, the chalkboard. Mm. You draw up probably like the number five thousand and say, is it bigger or smaller? Um, uh, so it was effectively what you were doing. But you, uh, I think, probably possibly could have got there maybe slightly quicker by doing by doing. Oh, that. I see. So do it as in do it as a five digit number. 
And then bigger or smaller? Is that yeah, yeah. Uh, is it bigger than 5,000? Well, yes, it is, because it was... Uh, or or 50,000, sorry, because mm. it was uh, 51,000. Oh, so try, um, rather than trying to work out one number, we tried to work out five numbers. Yes, yes. That, <laughs> that, that, that is by far the more elegant solution. And, uh... <laughs> and, I, and I thought it might make slightly better listening. <laughs> <laughs> I can see some stuff being fast forwarded uh, for the listeners. <laughs> I, I think, you know, because actually, so originally it was going to be a, a 10 digit number. <laughs> um, and I was like, in agony. Because that, that you couldn't, that would be really difficult to brute force. Mm. But I thought, well, if you didn't think of a different way to do it, then that that would be agony. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I think the five numbers is, is probably fine. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoy that we, we settled on a, on a significantly less elegant system. With it. <laughs> it works. Don't question the method. Yeah. <laughs> How, did, were there any voice lines that we didn't use? It got angry. It could have gotten angry, and that would have sounded like this. <laughs> that sounds pretty indignant, to be fair. I love it. Uh, when you said its name... It obviously understood you and should have given you a name, uh, but that was technically the excited sound. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> What's your name? I'm excitement personified in jelly. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And as mentioned at the top of the show, we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the infinite escape room, where you can listen to episodes a week early, have your name mentioned on the show, get unedited episodes, and more. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time in another infinite escape room. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Fatty bye now. <laughs>